Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Ween Dog. What's up, dude? We got a great show today. We got Nick Lentz. Uh, we're going to talk to him, as well as Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Trust me on this. Uh, I want to thank Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California, and you should not have to leave your house to get it. You want a pizza? You got to deliver it. You want Chinese food? You got to deliver it. You want a... Uh, I don't know. Other things you get delivered, okay? Hookers. So, uh, hookers. Well, hopefully you're not getting hookers. But, <laughs> but, but listen, but marijuana is a great uh, way to relax. It's a great way to feel better. It's a great way to just take it easy, okay? Um, it's great if you have uh, you know, cancer and this and that, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So get it delivered uh, at speedweed.com. Go to speedweed.com. Go to at speedweed on Twitter. They send me all kinds of stuff. I, we have cannabis, medicinal cannabis, chocolates. Um, they now have this thing called uh, Velvet Swing. It's a sexual lubricant. Uh, Are you for serious? Ro- for romance, designed for women, for everybody. I guess, uh, yes, you could actually help uh, make orgasms longer. What? Uh, yes, for women, we, 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 have, we have joints. We have, we have Cali Bombay CD, all kinds of stuff. Marijuana, we, I, I'm telling you. Uh, flower, vapes, you, you name it, they got it, okay? And uh, I can't wait to put this all over my... Well, my wife's pregnant, so I've got to look this up. But I can't wait to, <laughs> after she gives birth, to put that velvet swing cannabis all over that vagina yeah. and, and just, just, just rock on. Yeah. Uh, go to speedweed.com. The guy's name is Gino. He's a really, really nice guy and uh, he's good people. And listen, you know, you go to a, you, you go to a dispensary, you got to go check in. People have to see you. They judge you. You know, sometimes they want you to taste stuff. All of a sudden, there's some hot bud tender there. You smoke. And now you, get a, you can get a DUI. You can crash your car. Gas is expensive. There's all kinds of bad things that could happen. Don't leave your house. Don't leave your apartment. Don't leave your workplace. Get it delivered. Go to speedweed.com. Also, people, sexual performance issues, more common than you think, okay? Look, listen to Ween Dog. Every single time he has some kind of sexual performance <laughs> issue, right? Over 25% of erectile dysfunction cases are guys under the age of 40, okay? You, see, you think it's just a, an old-time thing. Oh, I'll be 90. You need, but no, Okay, and 40% of men age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. No, De Niro can't fake a, a boner, all right? Either you have one or you don't. And then what do guys, they turn to weird solutions and do nothing, and they can just turn to medicine and science. Mm-hmm. Here's a solution, people. Go to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat erectile dysfunction. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Listen, one ED pill with a V just came off a patent on December 11th. It's a game-changer. No waiting room. 
No awkward doctor visits, no lines. You could save hours by going to 4 It is so easy. Just answer a few quick questions. Chat with the doctor for confidential review. And the products are shipped directly to your door. Another, another way to save time and energy. And severe ED isn't just an issue for old guys in bathtubs. It affects men in their 30s and 40s. Being your best means performing your best. No in-person doctor visits. Not anymore. It's erectile without the dysfunction. Hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. That's, that was a great Scarface impression. So try him for a month today for just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks. We'll surprise last. See the website for full details. This will cost hundreds. If you were to go to the doctor or the pharmacy, go to forhims.com slash MMA Roast Id. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash M-M-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-D. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. I recently, uh, a couple, like last week, this guy gave me a, a Viagra, a comic. He's like, hey, try a Viagra tonight. Wow, okay. So I took like half of it. But then I, before that, I got stoned after the show. So I was like, two, uh, it was like really good weed. It just knocked me out. And now I'm just sleeping all night with a boner. Wow, that's yeah. like me every night, dude. <laughs> that's not good. What, what the, the thing that terrifies me most about those boner pills is like I don't want to be the dude who's like has to go to the doctor because my erection has lasted longer than four hours. I know, if, I know. It's like if you last call the doctor four hours, like no, 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 no. Call all your exes if you're uh, if you're going to last over four hours. Because then that when that happens, you gotta go to the doctor and he has to drain your dick with the needle. He has to drain all the blood out of your dick, dude. Um, you know, I, 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 that's that what happens. Yeah, he has to drain the blood out. How do you know? I don't know. One time I did find my dad's Viagra pills, dude. That was really? one of the most. T- traumatic experiences of my life he just left them hanging around in the bathroom I'm like what the hell is this and it says viagra clear on oh god that, that is that is kind of uh, embarrassing uh but i i had a, i had a crazy weekend want to hear about my weekend hell yeah dude i'll tell you about it man so uh i got a call to go to colorado springs no no colorado springs. Uh, where were I? I was in grand junction colorado mm-hmm. and i was doing a theater on 420 Place holds wow. fifteen hundred people, right? Like, uh, like Weird Al Yankovic is there next week, and Ron Ron White, and like all these like these these big time comics, right? Uh-huh. And um, so I, I, there was about a couple a couple hundred people there, but they was just, they were fun, but they were so happy that I was there, they thought they could just talk to me. It was one of those things where like some guys tried to heckle me, like, "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" Or, like during the show, during the show. But I was having fun with it. But it just it became like a, a free for it became like a fucking town meeting. Like I'm up there, but it was good. I did an hour and twenty minutes. Damn, I had I had a, a really fun time. The guy before me, they hired this guy who um he he was a funny comic, but he was doing a lot of impressions of like stuff that like I like like Gunsmoke, like shows that aren't on the air anymore. Uh, he was doing like Richard Nixon, but some of the crowd really liked it because they were alive during that. Like Jimmy Carter, I was like Jesus Christ, but it was good. It was actually it was a, a fun show. My wife came with me. The next day we go to the fights because this kid Andrew, uh, he was uh, Andrew Yates was fighting. Andrew Yates' dad, uh, he, they they kind of run the promotion together. Kids called Cage Wars and. Andrew Yates is a good fighter, really good fighter. He's he's he was you know trained over at Vanderlei. He's got a record of like twelve and three, um, and he was fighting this guy who used to be his teacher, like his first MMA coach ever. Mm-hmm. And the whole town was there; they were all at there at, at the fights, and it was funny. It was actually some some really good fights. Andrew won, but, but like during intermission, like I, I'm there with the wife, we're in the front row, we're, we're having the great time. Like, hey, do you mind uh, doing comedy uh, in the during intermission? I'm like in the cage. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I really, that wasn't what I was, I'm like, all right, sure, fuck it. You know, they they hired me. So luckily there was a, 
There was a fight between a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. Are you serious? Yeah. But MMA like fight? A, no, MMA, no, it was a kickboxing, but it was an exhibition. Okay. But the 15-year-old was like 30 pounds heavier than 12-year-old and like three feet taller. And he just kicked the crap out of the 12-year-old. It wasn't even close. The 12-year-old had a heart, but Jesus. So then I go in there, and I'm like, they want me to interview the kids afterwards. And I'm like, listen, this was, is this even legal? I'm, I'm calling child services. Who sanctioned this? I told the little kid, you need to get on steroids. Call <laughs> Phil Baroni. It was just a whole... And then I started doing my act... And people were like, some people were laughing, and people were like, get back to the fights. It was kind of like, remember when Borat did that? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah. It was fun. So Yates, this guy came after Yates. Yates already beat the guy in a kickboxing match, but the guy like took him down, but Yates put him in a triangle and then just elbowed the fuck out of the guy's temple till the guy tapped. Oh, my God. But I was worried. The guy was landing some leather on, on Andrew, but he won. Hopefully, he'll make the UFC now. And... uh or, or the uh, Contender Series. There were some good fights. There was one girl that was one in seven fighting a uh, librarian. There were a lot of amateur fights. I said the librarian, her, na- her name should be... I told you her, her, her nickname should be Shh. <laughs> so, so she went in. Then there was another Mexican guy who... Some guy used to bully the other kid in high school. And now this was like the rematch. It was a lot of amateur fights, but they were fun. They were That's fun awesome, to watch. dude. And then Tony Diaz won, who's I guess like the Nick Diaz's cousin. He's like the, the, the fourth Diaz. Or something. His claim to fame is I'm, I'm related to Diaz. Yeah, and he, he fought a guy whose nickname was uh, uh, the uh, Fruit Ninja. And he was a vegan. Okay. And he wore these like leopard tidy whities And Diaz won. But the Fruit Ninja was pretty good. He actually had, um, he had what's the name of this corner? Uh... The guy who who, uh, who tapped Chael Sonnen three. The guy's record is like ninety seven and thirty. Uh, Jeremy Horn was there. Jeremy Horn, who's like a all time legend. So it was it was a fun fun weekend. I had a great time. I had a great great time. This is in Colorado. This is, this is, in, this is in Colorado. So uh, so that was cool. How, how was your weekend? I went camping, dude. I went camping down in like Marietta, which is like it's like two hours yeah. south of Los Angeles, Where'd not too with? far. Uh, my brother-in-law's family. They had a comedy club down there, Aces. You ever yeah, performed yeah, at Aces? Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they closed it down though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was able to watch the fights out there. We're like we're like on the top of this 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 mountain, like this hill. It's all green hills, and I, we luckily had like somehow got reception. And we were able to watch the fights on this TV on the RV. It was like it was one of the most enjoyable UFC events I've ever watched. Well, let's talk about that. You know. So Kevin Lee, by the way, Kevin Lee, who I texted and called, has not returned my phone call or text. Not, uh, mine too, dude. What the hell? All of a sudden, we had Kevin Lee on back when no one was talking to him, mm-hmm. back when nobody was like, whatever. Now Kevin Lee's a huge star, and I haven't got a text back or a call back. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not going there yet. I'm still a Kevin Lee fan and a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you did Brendan Schaub's show, you did Rogan's show, you did this show. I mean, you did my neighbor's show. Uh, my dog had a show. <laughs> you did his fucking show. Um, yeah, I mean, you did Aaron Weinbaum's show. I mean, you're doing everyone's fucking show. He's gonna be on Wean Dog Radio tomorrow. Wean Dog Radio. He did fucking Dana Unleashed show. He did Ally Quinta's fake profile show. <laughs> but he has yet to call me back. Like, thanks, man. Another one of these fucking guys, man. Like, I'm with these guys who get day one, and then they fucking make it. And I don't get a text back, uh, you know. But whatever. All right, I'm not. I'm not taking a person. I'm not salty. Okay. I'd give it like a two week grace period. Yeah. Like once you come off a big fire like that, I heard him talking about on Ariel's podcast. Oh that's, yeah, of that's course you, you have. That's of course you, you have. Of course. Where he said he didn't sleep for like the first like two days after the fight. Oh, well, and, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Happy that Ariel. See if Ariel's on his fucking. See if Kevin Lee in, in five years, uh, Ariel gives a fuck about him. Let's see. <laughs> see if Ariel will get him on his show in after he loses a fight or two. I'll be here, motherfucker. Okay, I'll be here to get you on when you're up, when you're down. We'll see how much Ariel fucking Hawani gives a fuck about you guys when all of a sudden everyone's not up your ass. 
Ariel Hawani is that kid in high school who wants to sit at the popular table so fucking bad, but he's not popular, but he just brown noses everyone who's fucking popular. Mm-hmm. But, but, but all, you know, is Ariel Hawani getting, getting some of these kids on that we get on? No. Is, is Ariel Hawani getting Phil Baroni on his fucking show? <laughs> no. Hector Lombard, after he lost a couple in a row, is he fucking, is Ariel Hawani on the show? No. The, the other girl that we had on... Uh, Shayna, Shade. Sharon Jacobson. Is Ariel Hawani getting Sharon fucking Jacobson on her fight? Or, or Shay Vissalon, that girl? Shay the princess? <laughs> is she on Ariel's show? Doesn't give a fuck about these guys. He cares about you when, it, when, uh, when it's convenient for him. Mm. Not me. I'm not that guy. Hmm. Anyway. Well, we, do, we do breed killers on this show. We breed killers. Yeah. But don't forget about us when you fucking make it. All mm. right? Trust me. I'm not going anywhere. I've been at this fucking business for 20 years. I started out in laundromats. Giving out fucking uh, on the streets of New York, giving out flyers. People would spit on me. I dropped out of college. I would see kids I'm to college with. How's it going? Adam, great. Come to Hamburger Harry's tonight. Watch me perform. And then people, people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm going to a Broadway show. <laughs> I slept in my car numerous fucking nights. I've got boot off stage. I got menus thrown at my fucking head. Uh, I've gotten ki- kicked out of venues left and right. Uh, I, I, I did a wedding one time. Uh, I got attacked at a wedding. It's on YouTube. Look up Comedian Attacked at Wedding. I got a... Uh, I can't tell you about all the fucking bad gigs. I had to get one gig. Some girl liked me. She's like, hey, want to do warm-up for the Fox News channel? I said, great. I get there. I've been doing comedy for a month. It's on, they're like, hey, we're talking about gun control today. It was like the O'Reilly, the pre-O'Reilly. They uh-huh. give me a pamphlet about... I don't know anything about gun control. Then they're like, I call my dad. I go, what do I do? I never did warm-up. He goes, just do your act. So I go out there and start talking about marijuana. They can me. They fucking take the microphone, like, thank you. That's it. Wow. I, I you know, I, I did a comedy at a temple. I had the rabbi cut the mic off me. The point is, I'm still fucking here. Yeah. I, I worked for the UFC. I got fired from them. <laughs> worked at Fox Sports. They let me go. Uh, Bellator. All these people. I'm still here. Okay, Kevin Lee? All right? You gotta, know, you gotta know who's with you from the come up. All these guys that are fucking Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee. They weren't there when you lost to that Brazilian guy. They weren't fucking there. I was there. I called you that night. I was at the fight and I fucking rooted for you. All the way up, all the way down. I'm still fucking here, okay? I'm with you guys, okay? Whether you're fucking on top or whether you're on bottom, I am here because I'm here for me. I know what it's like to be in the grind. I don't know about Hawani, but some of these guys, they just come out of fucking nowhere. Fucking Brendan Chops, is a, he's a road comic now. A ro- uh, doing theaters with your fucking name on the marquee is not a road comic. Sorry, dude. Okay, you <laughs> skipped 17 fucking steps. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Good for you. But don't call yourself a fucking road comic. It's an insult to road comics. Okay? It's like CM Punk saying, oh, I was, I'm, I'm a fucking, uh, I earned my way to the UFC. No, you didn't, dude. You got you you you're you're a big star in the in the WWE and they put you in there and then you lost in a minute and they're giving you another fucking shot against a guy who's zero and one. I said they should ho- they should fucking coach next year. The Ultimate Fighter defeated, okay, <laughs> undefeated, just defeated. They take fucking ten guys who are zero and something versus ten other guys who are zero and something and somebody's got to win. That's a good ass idea, dude. I like it. Yeah, put it on the fucking the loser network. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> What are we talking about? Is Kevin it, Lee. Kevin Lee looked fucking great. He did, dude. He did look great. He looked great. But he's got to fucking be smarter with the weight cut. He ate that big ass 
spinning heel kick. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was, I was like, oh my God, come back right here from Edson Barbosa. He's got some shin, he's got some heart. He's a smart fighter. He's a great wrestler. He's got all the intangibles, he, except, for the, except for the discipline. You can't get up to 195 and make 55. You can't lose 40 pounds every time you fight. It's just mm. not going to work. Eventually, your chin's going to go, your body's going to go, you're going to fade. I know you're young and you're healthy and all that, but 40 pounds is too fucking much. Either they need to make a weight class of 165, which is what they're going to do, in which case, great, or you got to get smarter when it comes to dieting because getting up to 195 and cutting to 55 is not good. That's rough, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, it, uh, is it wrong to feel guilty about taking a girl's virginity? What the fuck does that have to do with Kevin Lee? <laughs> I was just thinking about that like the entire time. This is just someone's been just hanging over my head. You dude. think you take someone's virginity? No, but I'm thinking about it. I just feel like how old is she? Was the remember the girls talking about where she was like I took her on a date and she was acting completely strange yeah, and yeah, like yeah. angry. Uh huh. Well, she's a virgin and she likes me a lot, I like her a lot. But I just I feel kind of awkward about taking a girl's virginity. Dude. Do you like you like her a lot? I thought you didn't like her since you were psycho. Well, she she sort of calmed down a little bit, and I do like her now. How she, many days have you been on with her? I've seen her like three times. Okay, and she wants you to take her virginity after three times? No, but she's. I, we've talked about that stuff, and she says, oh, I don't even care about virginity. That's just like something that people cared about like in the 1920s. I'm like, I know, I agree with that. But still, I feel like most girls think of that as like a special moment in their life. You the know? 1920s was the only time you've thought about virginity. What, what, this sounds insane. Like virginity, like the topic of virginity, how you, women want to save their bodies or dudes want to save their bodies until they're married. Well, how come no one slept with her? <laughs> 19 you said she's like 20 21 21 21. i don't know that's kind of weird that she's a virgin at 21 but at the same time uh she's attractive yeah she's pretty good looking i don't know man this is some flags here but is it bad because i feel bad about taking a girl's virginity dude i don't know why because i've like i think of a girl like thinking of oh my virginity when i lose it's gonna be a romantic night and then i just picture myself coming in there you know, with my big ass bondage kit. <laughs> no, yeah, don't bring the bondage kit. Number one, don't bring the bondage kit. That's number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that's not good. Um, uh, but number two, if you like her, take. I, I. It is a little bit different because if you actually if you like the girl, I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. If you if you're just gonna f- fuck her and never call her again. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's not cool. On Friday, this Friday, I'm going with her and her family to her sister's musical, dude. Things are escalating very fast in this relationship. How old is your sister? Her sister's like 14. Okay, now does, like a, does she know about you and the podcast? and what? No, no, no. Do? I'll never tell her anything about this podcast. Okay, so she doesn't really know you? I've made that mistake many times before where I tell girls, like, you know, to impress them. Yeah. I'm on a podcast. It's called MMA Roasted. Check it out. And then I'm talking about <laughs> sleeping with a girl who's passed out on heroin yeah and then you know, and then what happened they listened to it and they yeah. said yeah well uh, remember when i was talking about the girl where i went i ate her ass and she had toilet paper in it yeah and that's it. disgusting she listened to that dude no way but i talked no this is a different time i talked about that same story but on my podcast right and then she texts me one day she's like "Ooh, look what i'm listening to and she's that it was that episode oh, where i no. talked about it but she was like at the beginning of the episode and I, I talked about it in the middle of the episode i'm like oh my god i gotta find a way to make her stop listening to this immediately yeah. So I went on SoundCloud. I made it as a private episode. Yeah. Thinking that it would kick her off, but it didn't. Oh, no. So she like texted me like 20 minutes later, but she's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about this for on the podcast? And oh, then, man. That was the end of that relationship. Yeah, I would say, well, at least you swiped her ass better, though. Yeah, I mean, and she was in my class, too, at school. It wasn't like a girl on Tinder. She was in my class. Did you so. see her afterwards? Yeah, it was kind of awkward. awkward. It was awkward as hell, dude. Yeah, I had that happened to me one time. This girl, I was like, I was in a slump. I hadn't got laid in, I don't know, a couple months. And this girl, I saw with this girl, and I, 
she's an attractive girl, but on the podcast I called her a seven. I'm like, yeah, I, I banged a solid seven. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like randomly, I get a text. I am not a seven. And I was like, oh fuck. I mean, there was nobody to come. I'm like, oh, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, you're banging another girl. I was. It was, just, it was bad. It was all bad. That's actually the same excuse that I said when this girl. Said, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about another. Yeah, yeah but that never works. There I, was one time there was this girl that I was dating. We hadn't committed yet. We hadn't committed to like. You know, get into into that. We haven't committed fully, but we were sort of hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I got, I was getting a blowjob from some girl, and uh, and then my phone like dialed her number. No, or, or no, she called me while I was getting a blowjob, and it picked up for some odd reason. Like, uh-huh. it, it, and then she heard me going, "Yeah, like, yeah, suck that." It was just like I think a. Are you serious? I think it was like a porn chick. I was like really getting into it, and then she heard it. And I think her friends were in the car. It was just, it was all bad. Oh, it was all bad. That's hilarious. But you stay with me because that was it was bad. How many porn chicks have you banged? Uh, I don't know. Is it like did it live up to the hype? Yes. Really? Uh, for the most part, a couple a couple bad ones. I mean, there was one. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was one. Uh, some were really good, and then there were other ones where you just it just it you know it's just weird because you I, I would know that I probably was not going to fall for this person and be in a serious relationship I, I wouldn't be yes. able to deal with them going to work and having sex for yes. a job so that in some ways made it easier because you knew that there wasn't really that much at stake but at the same time you know it, it wasn't like you're still people mm-hmm. you know and as long as you went into it as like kind of being fun but it's always one person ends up liking the person more even when you say oh we're just gonna be friends it almost never works that way and uh but that being said yeah i mean there was one time where the girl was had like a fake ass but didn't tell me what yeah yeah she had like those those butt implants i don't get why girls do that it doesn't it feels weird and I was like, "What? What happened to your ass? Like, did you get hit by like a truck or something? Is it like, hard or is it squishy? Or you like, just feel like, like hard, you feel something it's like in hard there?" Hard Play-Doh, you know, it's hard Play-Doh. Okay. So, um, and then that, and then, I, and then she got mad at me over something because I was asking her if she got tested. Something where like I asked her if she got tested, but after sex, which is not the time to ask. It's before. Like, hey, you don't have anything, right? Yeah. Like, don't ask them after you've had sex. Say, so ask them before. But yeah. I made the mistake of like wanting my cake and eating it too. So I asked, and the girl was like, even if I did, well, I wouldn't tell you. And I, that got me even more angry or more nervous. And then I was like, listen, and I called her the wrong name. Oh no. Yeah. But then I was like, but you have two names, so that's confusing because she has a real name, and, and I, I got them. I was zero for two, uh-huh. basically. So that was bad. But for the most part, they were fun. They were always fun. Do I hate it when girls do that? What? Ask if you've been tested. No, I asked her that. Oh. But you, you, you hate when girls ask you that? Yeah. I, always, I mean, I always just say, yeah, I'm clean, but I've never been tested before in my life. <laughs> that's lying, dude. It's just like, uh, you no, know. You got, why don't you get tested? Because I want to find out what I have. No, but you don't want to give it to someone if you have something. Well, I don't think I have anything. I mean, I'm pretty just sure get I know. Tested just, to, just to be safe, for peace of mind. What do they do when they test you? They scrape off some skin or something? Uh, they they put they put you under, and then uh, then the doctor butt fucks you. No, 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 no. They basically <laughs> they do like a swap. They like swap your uh, your mouth. Basically. That's it. Yeah. I heard that they have to put a cotton, a cotton swab into your dick hole. No, they do not have to do that. That does not Who sound. Who told good. you that? Maybe that's like or your grandfather. Back I think in that's the day? what they do for gonorrhea to test you if you have gonorrhea. No, they don't do that. They just take a swab. But the worst, though, is I went to the, the only testing I was, when I first came out here, I used to go to the gay men's health clinic because they had free, free testing there. Uh-huh. You go in there and it's all like dudes, you know, and, um, 
And then I was like leaving there and I ran into like an ex that I knew and it said gay men's health clinic, like free AIDS testing. It was just really, really bad. <laughs> what was she doing there? And she was just like walking on the street. But oh. I was just, like, she, but I was, it was bad. Like it's as like, you're walking out of the door. <laughs> yeah, it's a gay men's health clinic, free AIDS testing. I was, it's not good. No bueno. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So uh, let's talk about some of the other fights that went on. Um, uh, Frankie Edgar Cub Swanson. So I was, uh, that was a good fight. I, I kind of felt like Cub was sort of trying to survive that fight. Yeah, I thought was, he would do a lot better, dude. I'm, I'm, well, the first damn. fight went so one-sided. Uh-huh. And he did better than he did the first fight. But it did seem like, in a way, he was trying to just survive and not necessarily win. I mean, I'm sure he was trying to win, but it, it didn't come across like that wasn't the best Cub Swanson. I think I think he's so mental. Uh, when he's on his game, he's one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. But it just Frankie looked great. Whoever was booing these fights are fucking assholes. You saw so many great fights, and that was a good fight. It wasn't a great. It wasn't the greatest fight ever. But it's Frankie Edgar in New Jersey, where he's from, <laughs> and you're gonna fucking boo. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't boo fighters, okay? Even if nothing's going on, you don't boo. You don't, unless it's Bob Sapp and he taps out to a fucking single leg, okay? Then you could maybe... <laughs> a single leg. Maybe, maybe at that point, I could see people booing. Or who else would you... Or boo, you know... The, a bad stoppage or something. Yeah, boo the ref. Or boo the guy that doesn't let go of the fucking leg. What's his name? Paul Harris. Paul Harris. Boo yeah. that shit. That's unsportsmanlike. Don't boo Frankie Edgar in his 97th fucking fight, you know, against Cub Swanson in his 800th fight, okay, who gave it their all. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break, Jersey. How do you think Cub does in Bellator? That's probably he's not he's, going to Bellator. You don't think so? He lost one fight. But I think his contract was going to be up. No, he's not going to Bellator. And I think he, I think he does fine in Bellator, but I, I don't think he's going to Bellator. That's good. I like Cub he's Swanson. Also, he also owns like a bunch of UFC gyms. Really? A lot of them. Uh, I'm not sure if that's... You know, like what the deal is. I know he's a manager. He's got some kind of UFC gym. Because oh, I remember cool. I was doing the, the, the fight. I was doing the UFC Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And Matt Hughes was there and BJ Penn and Cub Swanson. And they're all at the same table. And I'm like, oh, it's great to be among such you know, amazing legends and Cub Swanson. <laughs> and then I told Matt Hughes, I'm like, oh, I didn't even recognize you without uh, uh, BJ's balls in your mouth. Like I, I was giving him such a hard time. But he, he, was, he was a good dude. That's Matt funny. Hughes was cool. So uh, who else? Um, Dan Hooker versus Jim Miller. Jim Miller, I think at this point, you know, a legend, great fighter, solid dude, but it might be time. I mean, he got laid the fuck out. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, what does he have to prove? Well, I mean, you got to make a living, and I understand that, but what does he need to prove? What does he need to prove? Uh, Chase Sherman versus Willis. Chase Sherman, exciting fighter, not a very good fight IQ. You, you, you have about three feet on that guy. <laughs> Why is he able to contact you every single time he throws a punch? Use your jab. You're, I think he. I think he was a Golden Glove boxer. This guy, Chase Sherman. Really? But what does he? St- he that dude was able to knock him every time he threw a punch. You got three feet on him. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you have. You use your jab. Same thing. That's the same argument with Stephen Shrew. You could say the same exact thing. Oh, he got Stephen. knocked out by Mark Hunt. Yeah. Mark Hunt is like <laughs> two foot six. No disrespect to Mark Hunt, but there's no reason why he should be able to fucking knock Stephen Shrew into the fucking eighth row. It's that was insane. <laughs> That was insane. 
Who, who's that guy that uh, Sherman fought? Because he looked, he had that effect where you look at him, he's like not in shape at all, three hundred yeah. pounds, yeah. had to cut weight to make heavyweight. Jamel Willis, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like when I see dudes like that, I, I, like deep down inside, I root for him just because it's hilarious to watch them like be successful in the UFC, like that Roy Nelson effect. Of course, Tank yeah, Abbott. Yeah. Also, that guy looks like he's been in a lot of fights in his life. Mm. You know, that dude was, you know. That's not the kind of guy you want to watch. You want to see at twenty uh, four hour donut, fucking three in the morning when there's one donut left <laughs> between you and him. Uh, by the way, I did jujitsu again today, nogi. It was fun. I had a good time. I just this this kid, this kid I was going against. He was a blue belt, but he was so flexible. So and I kept taking him down with a low single. Mm-hmm. I kept hitting him with like a John Smith single. But then he was able to wrap his... It got me in two triangles. Like, I got to figure out how to get past someone's guard. I always take people down, but I'm in their guard. And then I just lay there. Either I, either I posture up or I just lay down and like put pressure on them. But I got to figure out a way to pass people's guard. I just drain their energy. I'll dig my elbows into their solar plexus and put all my body weight on it. Yeah. Until they just... They, well, I weigh 220 pounds. And I, when I do that, it don't feel too good. But... I don't think when it when it comes to the solar plexus, it don't matter how Is that much what you, you do it to like your dates as well. I mean, no, I just do normal chokes on my dates. I don't oh, okay. do like nothing painful like right. that. But I try to drain their energy, and eventually they'll you know they'll break the guard, and you just pin one of their legs down and pass. Yeah, yeah. By the way, but back to the porn stars. I let me think about so when I, when I was dating Kaylani Lay back in the day, hot Asian, beautiful girl. Uh-huh. We we dated for a little bit. We didn't like date date, but like we never actually were. Well, she told me she goes, I don't care how many bitches you fuck, I just want to be your number one bitch. That's what she told me. And I was like, I just want to be your number one dude today. <laughs> she didn't appreciate that joke at all. And then, and then one time I was over her house and I found like her, her porn was on one side. It was like her, her naked and she looked beautiful. I look in the back. She has like a dick in each hand. And I was like, yeah, uh, not so much. And then she's like, don't judge me. I don't judge your comedy. I go, I don't have two dicks on stage. I'm telling you. And she's like, get out. She got mad. But we're still, we're still friends now. She's, she were, she's, a, she's a cool girl. She's just a really sweet girl. It just, it just at the time. And then, and then she got mad because I think there was like a drummer from Guns N' Roses on her couch. And he was there and like drunk. And I was asking him if the bands got back together. And she thought I was being a fanboy, which I was. I was a big Guns N' Roses fan. Because <laughs> she had a roommate that was like dating the guy. It was just some weird, some weirdness was going on. All right. So Aljamain Sterling, super happy for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to win. That, that dude was tough. That, that, that guy he went up against. And uh, Alzheimer looked good. He looked very good. I'm impressed. I'm very, very, very impressed. Um, as well as, uh, who else? What else was going on? Uh, Le- Leslie Smith is now kicked out of the UFC. That sucks. Some bullshit, huh? Yeah, I don't know exactly. The girl didn't make weight. I guess Leslie wanted more money, I, I think. I got to get the full story from her. And then they were going to pay her whether she fights or not. So she's like, well, I'll get $60,000 if I don't fight. So basically, if I fight, I'm fighting for free, which makes sense if that logic. But I guess it's good. now she has a lawsuit against them because she thinks it's about the union. And there really should be a union, I think. I think it would. I think there's a lot of things that should, you know, or at least there's some rules that need to be changed. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, if someone misses weight by like more than two or three pounds, I think like two, you should be able to get paid and not have to fight because you made the weight and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you win. This, because too many fighters are taking fights, opponents not making weight, they're fighting and losing. I mean, that's the guy, look what happened to, um, to, to Ramos, or, or uh, Lamas, Ricardo Lamas. That's what happened to him against Emmett. Emmett wins, and uh, everyone cares about Emmett. The same thing happened with um, the kid from New York. Uh, duh, fucking his name, D, Desmond Green loses to a guy who doesn't make weight. 
You know, that's one thing that I would definitely change. Mm-hmm. Your opponent misses. There's got to be a cutoff. Two pounds. If you don't get within two pounds, the fight's off. Uh, and, and you should get the money. I heard so I don't know if this is true, but is it true that for like the Kevin Lee, Edison Barboza instance, since Kevin Lee didn't make weight, that that fight is ineligible for like a fight of the night bonus? I think so, but that doesn't matter at that point. But it doesn't because it really matters if you win or lose, to be honest. Right. Um, I think that's what I think, you know. Um, so uh, anyway, what's your uh, take on that one fight, the controversial stoppage? Oh, that fight was fucking dumb. I, I thought that. Uh, that guy, look, if you make it to the end of the fight and they don't call a submission and they don't call that you're out and you don't tap and you're winning the fight's, and the fight's over, the fight's over. It goes to the judges. You can't call a fight after the, 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 the bell rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that guy was kind of going out and uh, he looked a little bit loopy, but it doesn't matter. He, he, was, he was awake enough to think, thought, to think that he won the fight, number mm-hmm. one. And that was bullshit. You can't, you can't do that. You can't, uh, you know, call a fight over when it's not officially over. Yeah. That's, that's what I think, right? Yeah, that's some bullshit. It's sort of like the same that happened with Anderson Silva, Michael Bisping, where Anderson straight up knocked him out in like the second round with the flying knee. But yeah. it was like after the bell, right? Yeah. It's sort of the same sort of concept. No, uh, kind of. I mean, basically, look, whatever happens within the bell is what happens in the fight. Mm-hmm. If you go to sleep, if like, if like you all of a sudden win the fight and then you pass out a second later, you still won the fight within, mm-hmm. the, within the round, mm-hmm. within the fight. You don't, whatever happens after the bell, the fight's over, that's, oh, fucking, that's, well, I mean, that's, irre- that's, not, that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was bullshit. But that dude did look super impressive. <laughs> he was, he's fun to watch. Who, Ricky Simon? Or the other kid, the dude the kid who lost. Yeah, um, I thought he was like some Dagestani dude. I'm like, these goddamn Dagestani. And I saw Matt Sarah Ray Longo in his corner. I'm no, like, he is Wait, though. What? I think he is from somewhere else though. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think maybe he just trains with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm surprised yeah. that those guys didn't flip out more. You know, the, uh, the Sarah Longo. Yeah. I mean, Matt. I fucking love those guys. Those guys are good. Those guys are good coaches. And congrats to Matt for being inducted into the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, and people were saying it was controversial. It's not fucking controversial. It's also, I think, it's not just what you do in the UFC. I think it's also what you do after, for some cases. And he's still been around, hanging yeah. out, doing the UFC Unfiltered podcast. Yeah. Hello, Nick Lentz. That's me. Hey, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter and Ween Dog. You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Yourself? Good, 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 good. What's uh, what's uh, new in the life of Nick Lentz? Uh, nothing, man. Just doing the same old stuff. You know, I'm about to have another kid, so there's that. Nice. What what number is this? That's my second one. Second daughter coming. Nice. Weeks here. And then I just signed to fight Leo Santos in June in New York, so... That's that's pretty much my life right now, training and trying to take care of the babies. Oh, that's great, Leo. Now, is that in in uh, Utica? Yeah. Oh, that's great. You're also on Vince Pichel's on that card. Jake Ellenberger's on that card. Lauren Murphy. It's a solid card. Solid, solid card. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. I don't I don't really pay attention to who's on the card or not, but I, I hope it's good. No, it's gonna it's gonna be really really good. Um, what do you know about Leo Santos? Ah. Uh, you know, I don't know that much about him besides the tape I watched. You know, tall, striker, pay, or not a striker, tall jiu-jitsu guy. You know, he knocked out Kevin Lee. But since then, I think he, think, I think he, he thinks he's become a little bit of, too much of a striker. 
but we'll see. Seems to be patient, good. He's good, good new Vanille guy, typical guy, but they're all good now, you know? Yeah. Once you get past the initial, once you get past the initial uh, first couple suckers in the UFC, you know, it's just monster after monster after that. Well, you, you won your last three out of four, including a win over Will Brooks, which is a, that was a huge win. I know that there was like a lot of uh, bad blood between you and Will Brooks. Um, is that is that over with, or you well, guys? Not, well, well, not exactly because I couldn't give a shit about Will Brooks. You know, like 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 I have no beef with him still, but he he just manufactured beef that never created, never existed. But I, I would assume that we squashed that, but I have no idea. I haven't talked to him or anything. Now, what that beef was basically? You were training it over at ATT, correct? Yeah. Um, and and how long were you there for? Years, man. Years and years and years. I was at ATT. And then why did you why did you leave? The coaching system started to fall apart a little bit, and uh, the gym got too big. So it kind of lost the family-like atmosphere, and it kind of became like, I don't know, I used to it like Walmart or some kind of thing. So anyone could come in, anyone could leave, anyone could do anything, and it lost the team connection and sort of the spirit that I liked the ATT for originally you know ATT was always a very big gym but everybody took care of each other and stuff and then all of a sudden all of a sudden uh one day you so a guy would come in that you might be fighting or or might fight in the future and they didn't care so you know the whole like the whole time I was training for fights a lot of the time some of the corner men that would that would coach the guy I was fighting were at ATT while I was training for the camp, so I was like, "No, I can't do that anymore." Yeah, that's whack. You know, I'm not, I'm not like too picky about things, but there's certain lines that you can't cross, and that would be one of them. So then, where did you end up going? I trained with Henry Hook. Oh, okay. So over you... at uh, over at uh, Hard Knocks 365 is what it's called, but you know the Black Zillions kind of sectioned off, and Henry took all what I consider all the good guys and. And now we work with him. Now, when you were over there, uh, did you ever train with uh, Colby Covington? Uh, I trained with him a little bit. You know, I mean, I know Colby. Super, I mean, super cool guy. I mean, I don't know about the whole nerd bashing and stuff, but but overall, he, he's a super nice, respectful guy when I trained with him. But that's, that's about all I know about him. Now, do you think that he really beat up Tyron Woodley in practice and... And that Woodley was, and like Woodley's dodging him and yada yada. You know, Will said the same thing about me, about how he beat me up in practice and the coaches saved me about it. And it's like that, first of all, like practice is practice. So really talking about practice is ridiculous because you don't know, you don't know what that person has done. You know, I mean, I train with guys all the time who it's the first day training or not the first day, but the the first day of the week that they're training, and I have three sessions before I train with them, so I could be done, you know? You could be working on a jab the whole time. You could be working on a system of fighting for your next guy that that is going to be completely countered by what, by what your training partner does. So talking about practice is silly. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a whack way to do things. So I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, Colby is very good, so yeah. it's possible that he got the better of him in practice. But, I mean, I, as far as T. Wood goes, I mean, he gets a lot of shit, but, I mean, how much has he, he, he seems to win. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he, he has win. He's yeah. he, he beat a lot of really good guys, so 
even if you did kick his ass in practice, apparently there's something he doesn't when it's fight night that changes. Right. Right, right, exactly. Everyone always says that Kelvin, Kelvin Gastelum gets beat up all the time in practice and murders people in the, in the octagon, so that's all that really matters. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's why. There's, there's guys like that, you know? There's guys, I've heard Anderson Silva's that kind of guy, trains at 30%, doesn't care. You know, there's, there's a lot of guys that are out there that, that aren't practice fighters. They're real fighters, so who knows? Right, and now, what, now what, do you, what did you think? What was your take on the whole Conor McGregor throwing the dolly situation? Um, ridiculous, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it it doesn't fit into any category, you know, like, like he's trying to be a gangster, but gangsters wouldn't do it that way, and he's trying to be, defend his friend, but if he wanted to defend his friend, he would have waited till the cameras were off and just decapped the motherfucker, you know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I found it pretty pretty ridiculous. But the most ridiculous part, I thought, was when uh, everyone went on and they were like, oh, this is so bad. Like, Connor's going to be done. What are we going to do with him? And then the next day, everyone's like, Connor versus Khabib has to happen, and Connor's the best thing in the world again, you know? Yeah, no, it just so, it's, yeah, it seems like money talks, right? So that's really the end. And that's what I, that's what I said. I go, yeah. May, you know, Mayweather went to jail for five months or six months for beating up his baby mama. Comes out, he's in a million-dollar fight. Tyson went to jail for rape. Comes out, they give him... A, I mean, what Conor did is not even near as bad as what those guys did. I mean, the UFC just, just, yeah. just signed Greg Hardy to compete. I mean, the guy got banned from yeah, that... I actually, actually, actually picked up one of my friends from ATC. It's the first time I've ever been back there today to go eat, and the uh, UFC was there. And I was like, "Why are they there?" And he said, "Greg Hardy's going to be on the Contender Series or something." So, yeah, that was that. That one caught me off guard too. I mean, he got kicked out of the NFL for bad behavior. When the, when the NFL says we don't want you, and the UFC takes you in, it's not a really good look for the UFC. No, I suppose not. I guess I never really thought about that. But yeah, you can straight up murder people in the NFL and get away with it. Yeah, and the NFL was like, "We don't want this guy," and the UFC's there. Hey, come on! The con-. I was like, "Well, what?" Uh, I mean, what? <laughs> well, he's not technically in the UFC yet. Isn't he going to be on the Contender Series or something? He's going to be paid, he but yeah, but he's still going to get paid to fight on a UFC broadcast. So, I mean, wouldn't that be, yeah. you know, being and you know, being uh, an employed by the UFC? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's a bunch of shit. I mean, like, I, I, look, I'm the biggest MMA fan in the fucking world, or one of them. But when, but when I see guys like CM Punk get in the UFC and other guys like Ben Askren don't, uh, it's just like you you can't claim to be have the best guys in the world when or have the all the best guys when Ben Askren can't get in, but CM Punk can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose. I mean, I don't know that much about Ben Askren, but I I think some of that is. Him not wanting to be in the UFC. Good point. You know, for financial for financial reasons or whatever. I mean, I'm sure the UFC has approached him at some point and said, "Hey, we want you to fight." And you know, Askren seems to be quite a genius, like a good businessman. So he probably said, "I want this much money," and then they said, "Well, never mind." You know. So yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Now, now you're a big Trump supporter, correct? Well, I mean, I'm a conservative, and Trump was a conservative. At least he kind of pretended to be, you know. So, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a Trump guy, but I'm not like a. 
I, I like Trump. I find him to be funny. I think he's done some good things, but I'm not, I don't think he's like God or anything like some of these people. Right, right. No, but I see you fighting with people on Twitter. Like you and Devin Sawa go, out all, go at it all the time. Uh, yeah. Because you're a big... Uh, now, look, I'm not going to argue politics with you because I'm, I'm not that really good at arguing politics, but explain to me why I should support Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if you should support Donald Trump right now, but the whole purpose of supporting Donald Trump is because you, you support the ideas that he talked about. And the ideas he talked about are simple. You know, take care of America before you, before you go trying to take care of the rest of the world. You know, we don't need to be... See, he's kind of he's he's backing off from this now, but, but we don't need to go bomb the Middle East out of existence while we have homeless people here. Right. Like we don't we don't need to, to constantly worry about the rest of the world when we have all kinds of problems here. We don't need to worry about everything else when they take half my damn money, but they just waste it all. And we and then things never get better. The ghettos never get smaller. The, nothing ever happens. And so Trump actually came in and said and actually was able to say some of these things. And on top of it, he he kind of he kind of like put his nose up at the PC culture. Yeah. To where like you can't say anything without getting like shit on and getting fired. You know, that that that's bad for everybody. And he kinda put he didn't he didn't stop that, but he, he, he put the brakes on that a little bit so now we can actually like joke around a little, you know. No, as a comic you know, like, 100%. Someone like, you, like someone like you, I mean you, you say funny stuff all the time, but it's it's degrading to somebody. Of course. There's a bit and, and, yeah. A, and then, like you don't, you don't, you don't mean it. You're just messing around. But, but, like, just think about that. If the UFC, like, it, it was going in a direction where the UFC would be like, "You called this dude Screech McGregor. Like, you could never watch a UFC again or come to an event." Or, you know what I mean? Like, people were getting fired for a while for saying stuff on Twitter. I don't know if people remember that, but like, but uh, Torres got like kind of fired, didn't he, for saying like something about some rape thing and. And even Forrest Griffin got in trouble, like, back in the day for saying something on Twitter. So, like, anything that, that pulls back that bullshit, I like that guy. No, and, I'm, and, and I'm, it's not easy to say that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the 100%. I, I'm, I'm with you on that because I know as a comic, it's like every joke has a victim. Every, you got to make fun of something. Uh, but all of a sudden, everybody go, "Oh, you offend me! You offend me!" But it's never the person you're making fun of that gets offended. Actually, ninety nine percent, it's somebody else who gets offended for that person on behalf of that person, uh, it, which is it was yeah, exactly. it was insane. It was and, insanity. It was, and, and I guess the the other reason I like Trump is just because for the longest time, conservatives have been saying that the that the news is leftist, that 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 everyone in the media is run by by Democrats. And, I mean, it couldn't be any more proof now by how much people have went crazy about Trump, that, how, how true that is. So it kind of just, just proved everything that I've said my whole life right. So, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, the, 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 there are parts of what Trump does that I'm, I'm all for. But then, then all of a sudden he just says, like, oh, there are good people on both sides. Sometimes he speaks out of his ass, so you're just like, oh, You just wish he would just curb, yeah, you know, but... I guess nobody's perfect. Yeah, bro. He, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he says the stupidest stuff, but you know, the cynical person in me says like, you know, maybe like, like he says he's not dumb. So what worries me a little bit about it is when he's off spouting stupid stuff on Twitter. I mean, what is the United States really doing? You know, God knows. <laughs> yeah. God no, knows what that distracts everybody from. 
You should run for president. You know? I, I think I, I think I would I'd probably vote for you in the next election. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> so Nick Lentz, you, you got you got a you got a big fight coming up. You got you got a daughter on the way. I'm, I have a daughter on the way too. My my, my daughter's coming in uh, July. Any advice on parenting? Uh, it's. I mean, uh, yeah, it's ridiculously hard, but there's nothing in my life that's ever been more rewarding. You know, I mean, I have a great marriage, I have a great everything, but there's, there's something about my daughter that just, you know, I mean, even talking about it is impossible without me like wanting to cry and stuff. Cause you know, they, they just mean so much to you. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing. I can't, I can't be a tough guy. I want to talk about my daughter, you know, she's, she's the world to me. So, and now I'm going to have two and you know, I, I'm to be truthful. It, 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 my brain can't comprehend loving another thing that much. So I'm worried that I won't like this one as much, but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that once they come out, you know, that, that will change. Now, my wife, when she's pregnant, like, she, uh, her hormones take over, and sometimes she, she yells at me and goes from zero to 100 over nothing. Other times she wants to have sex 24-7 to the point where I'm just, like, like, like hiding in a closet yelling, me too. Uh, do, you, do you go through that as well or no? Nah, bro. I don't. I don't dig pregnant chicks, man. We just put that shit on the back burner. Really? <laughs> say, nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I'm good. I'm good. Just handling it myself. Wait. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't like fucking pregnant chicks. They good. It, it's it's weird. It is weird, so, right? It's. I feel like I'm. Yeah. I'm poking my daughter in the head with my dick. Like like. One hundred. One hundred percent. Uh. No. Nope, no. Nope. It's weird, and they're fat, and they're like hot, and like no, no, no. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay away from that bomb and just have a lot of sex after, after she's. Yeah, done. but my wife would kill me if I didn't have sex with her for nine. You gotta make her feel attractive. I mean, even doggy style, you don't do it. Well, of course I do it, but I mean, but I mean, fuck, man, not not that often, bro. I mean, not that often. Like, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I mean, do you like close your eyes and like think of other people or no? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I fantasize about other women. But I'm having sex with my wife on the radio. That, that seems like a good idea. No, he's a very smart man. What? What? What does your wife do? Uh, she just works at an elevator company. Oh, nice. There you go. Those things are up and down. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> terrible joke. So, so Nick Lentz got a big fight coming up. Training with uh, is it you and uh, Usman? And uh, Rashad? Yeah, Usman, there, Usman, Michael, Michael Johnson, um, Henry Hooft, Luke Rockhold, wow. Matt Mitrione, those, that, that crew. Now, uh, I love Michael Johnson, but something goes, ha- he is the, the most talented guy who just has like these like three second lapses in fights where you're just like, ugh. Am, am, am I right? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I, I he's a good training partner. I can tell you that. I mean, obviously, I think in the recent his last couple of fights, he's definitely underperformed for what he's capable of because the guy is a monster. I mean, a monster. Out. Yeah, he knocked out crazy people. He's so fast, you know, and so <laughs> technical. But yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, his, he's gone on a little bit of a streak here. That's not as good as we would want. But yeah, I think he's gonna come back. I think I think they're gonna sign a really fun fight for him. You know, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what it is, and I can't say, but I'm pretty sure that there's that pretty soon here he's gonna have a really fun fight and he's gonna put himself right on the top of the map again. 
Good, good. Because he, yeah, he's like he's basically like one fight away. He's he's he's, he's always right there. You know, he, he's just so yeah. damn talented. So uh, I like it. I like it. Who do you have um, in the next? Uh, who do you have, Stipe or Cormier? Stipe, man. Cormier is tiny. I mean, I mean, maybe you can take him down, but I mean, just just the sheer size advantage, and if if he just uses it, unless he's like an idiot and tries to wrestle with him or something. You know, but, but, you know, Cormier had, Cormier, like, when he, when he, um, when he beasted Dan Henderson, I mean, I was like, holy crap, man, that guy, I got a little more respect for him then, you know, when he just made him look like a, like a child out there, so, maybe he can do something like that again. Okay, and then, uh, Fedor or Mitrione this week? No, no, actually, Fedor, who's fighting? Yeah, Fred Mitrion, right? Mitrion, Fedor? No, who's, who's fighting this Frank weekend? Mir. Is that this weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend, right? Who is it? It's Frank a, Mir, Fedor? Oh, Frank no. Mir. No, oh, no, no. Frank Mir or Fedor this week? Fedor, man. I, ho- I hope Fedor. I don't think he's going to win, but I hope so. Just to kind of... I mean, Fedor is like the legend, you know? Even though probably in modern time he, he wouldn't be as good, but but for for his time, I mean, he was... I mean, people thought that guy was unbeatable. <laughs> like he was just a the the craziest thing ever, but he's actually kind of tiny. And have you seen Frank Mir lately? Yeah, he's huge. It's like Frank Moore. He's, he's, gi- <laughs> he's like gigantic, bro. I mean, just being in a room with him, you'd fail your USADA test. So he, he could he could he could he could he could be ready. So we'll see. Wait, you wait. You say he, wait. He doesn't look fat anymore. You're saying he like looks ripped and like like strong. Yeah, bro. He's gigantic. <laughs> wow. Because last time I saw him, he looked like he was like on the Roy Nelson diet. I mean, he, he, he looked huge, like not good in a way. Like, well, that's all right, bro. That's all right, bro. If you're gonna be heavyweight, there ain't no reason to be super ripped. Yeah. Might as well. You might as well get to do it all. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, Nick Lenz, thank you for being on the show, man. I'm a, a big fan of yours. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, good luck with the uh, upcoming daughter. I appreciate it, man, and you too. God bless. God bless. Take care. It was Nick Lentz. I can't believe that, dude. What? That he doesn't like to bang his pregnant wife. Oh, really? That's what you got out of the whole thing? Yeah, I was just like, why would he say that? I'm like, damn, dude. Maybe we should just start a business. We'll find dudes like Nick Lentz that don't like to bang their wives like when they're pregnant. And then you could bang their wife? Yeah, and it's oh, good. Yeah, that would, that would go really well, having a UFC fighter banging his wife. Like That's, that's going to go really well for you, Joe. I mean, it's good because I, my dick is not big enough where I'm going to be poking the baby in the eyeball or nothing like that. So we'll, it's all safe. We'll use the Speedweed uh, lubricant. My wife and I, we were at, uh, we were in Colorado, and of course, Knocked Up was on. So we're watching Knocked Up. One of my favorite movies of all time. We were watching it while your wife's pregnant, you know. Uh-huh. But at the end of the movie, the girl Kristen, what's her name? Uh, the movie. Huh? I know. I don't know what her name is. She's like really big. And I yeah. my wife, I'm like, you're not going to get that big, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, what? Why would you ask me? I'm like, oh, fuck. Why would I ask <laughs> It was one of those things that like the thought came to my head and I'm like, oh, why did I say that out loud? <laughs> I feel like you have those moments every single day with your wife. Every day. Not with my wife, with everybody that I come in contact with. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1,000%. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited though. I can't wait to be a dad. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not nervous as fuck. Mostly about money and travel because I'm on the road all the time and I got to figure out how to make money in town. But uh, coming up, I got big news, guys. I got a big, uh, a big, big show announcement. Mm-hmm. A big show with a one of the biggest stars in the world is producing it. So that I should be able to. The contract should be signed hopefully 
by um, by next week, and uh, I'll be able to talk about it. It's awesome, dude. Just, I'm very proud. It's the grind, bro. You got to embrace the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm liking jujitsu. You know, it used to like I went I went three rolls today. I went, I went three. I started going, minutes. Yeah, I started going one, then I went two, and I went now I'm up to three a week. I'm gonna to try to get to four or five. My goal is so I'd be able to go seven or eight by the time, because we have an hour of technique and an hour of live rolling. That's cool. Two hour class. Yeah. So, but by the third roll, I'm like, ugh. But I, I'm, I'm pacing myself now. I'm not, I'm not expl- you know, wrestling. It's like I'm choosing when to explode mm-hmm. versus just exploding the entire time. And then you get tired faster when you yeah. try to. Yeah. Or, or like I go for guillotines every time, and you, and I burn myself out trying to squeeze. But I'm learning. I'm learning better grips, you know, on the guillotine, and and also like I was always told, like you, when you hit a when you hit a guillotine, just to kind of just arch back and just and versus like now it's just rocking. They said basically, so I'm learning little things that are saving my energy and not you know just tough man, mm-hmm. you know, not burning my arms out. So. That's good. I know. I roll a lot of times. We'll have we'll always have new people coming into to the. 10th Planet of Burbank, almost every week, new people. And sometimes, like right when I roll with them, I can immediately tell that they have a big, uh, solid wrestling background. Yeah. So what they do, I'm, I'm a very passive jujitsu player. I like to play the guard. I like to be on the bottom the most of the time. So I'll have dudes pass my guard and get me in that, like that, that side control where they have like that, the head and arm lock. Yeah, yeah. And they, they hold me there tight. I can't do anything. And they'll just still lay there for 15 or for five yeah, minutes. That, yeah, that, that's what I do. But I got to like work on moves. <laughs> I can't just, I like, because as, as a wrestler, you're like, oh, I'm pinning the person. But yeah. I guess in point jujitsu, you would be winning if you were doing it. But it, yeah, that's not the yeah. goal. The goal is to submit the guy yeah. or make him submit, which I like. I mean, I, I was weird when I wrestled though. Like if I, if someone shot on me and I got behind them, I wouldn't count that as a, as a t- takedown. It's only take that if I shot in and got the takedown. Right. You know, but jujitsu guys, it's just hard to sometimes go on the feet with them because some of them are so bad at takedowns. Especially the white newer belts. I mean, yeah. it's basically you just like push them and they fall down. And you're like, wait a minute, like like so it's it's a little confusing because they're so willing to go to their back versus wrestling where you you would give up two points. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I am enjoying it. I got I, uh, my rolling partner who was a female. She yelled at me uh, the other day because I went. To, I was on bottom. I was trying to go for that bottom arm bar. Where, can we explain it? But it's pretty the most common bottom arm bar. Yeah, yeah. And my accidentally when I was swinging my leg when I was swinging my leg over her head. I actually kicked her in the face, but she thought I did it on purpose. Why would you kick a girl in the face? That's what I said. Why would I kick you in the face on purpose? She's like, you need to calm down. I'm like, what do you, what do you expect God. when you roll with the wean dog? Did I'm you, a savage. Uh, have you ever got tapped by a girl? Oh, yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah. Is that embarrassing? or? No, no, no. I, I embrace it because I never I never go like 100%. Even with anybody, I never go 100%. I'm always like in that like 50% range. So you're letting the girl tap you? Yeah, I mean, I, I just let her work like positions, techniques, transitions, but I'm not, I'm not using all my strength to make sure she doesn't do anything. Yeah, I was going up against a brown belt today, and I got him, and we were going like starting from top and bottom, and I immediately got he was like in turtle position when we started, and I immediately got him to like a, 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 uh, an arm triangle. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Wow, I, I'm amazing!" And then I realized he let me get into a fight. <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, man!" Like, I'm looking at the, at the teacher, going, uh, "Do I get three belts for this? Like, <laughs> what if I, I I tried to tap the guy, but he was defending it? Like, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna tap this guy.' But I was like, "Fuck! How did I get that arm triangle so easily? He let me do it. I'm like, that's kind of bold. I mean, I understand. I guess these guys are trying to put themselves in bad positions so they can get out of them, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, but." Don't make me feel like I got you in a fucking arm triangle. So I'm like, what? This is a brown belt? Like, but yeah. There's there's a few of those people like in my class where I, 
when it comes to rolling, I know that I, if I roll with them, it's going to be a slow and painful death just because they're so good. Oh, I thought Jared is. Yeah, Jared. Oh, my. I can't even begin with Jared. He's, Jared Carlston, by the way, who like is one of these dudes who's like six foot three, 135 pounds. Yeah. He fought on the Ultimate Fighter. He lost to uh, that guy, like Christian Marcello, I think. And, you know, the guy was like a high degree black belt and he got tapped by him. But he's one of these guys where like, you roll with him and you're like, man, this guy's not losing to anybody. Like, yeah. There's no way anyone on the planet could beat this guy. Right. And then he loses like these like kind of like low where he's lost before. We're at like, you know, uh, Woodland Hills MMA live from, you know, like at a uh, casino. At a, and you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I would have bet my house. I would have bet. I don't even own the house. I would have bet the house. <laughs> that no one. Get, and I'm not saying this to insult this guy. He just. I don't know if it's performance anxiety or or he gets in his head or he just doesn't. You know, certain guys just. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. If he, I'm sure if he keeps fighting, he'll eventually put it together. Mm-hmm. Is he still fighting? I think he's done with everything. He's done. But there are some guys like that. I mean, I mean, there's just some guys like that. They just can't. I mean, Kerry Colot, who is one of the best college wrestlers of all time. Best high school wrestlers. Amazing, good, really good college wrestler. I think in high school he was a four-time or five-time national champion. I remember going to wrestling camp at Ken Churchow's camp in West Virginia, and he was teaching, and he wouldn't let anyone videotape him because he didn't want anyone knowing his moves. Wow. Which I thought the guy was, was kind of lame, but now it makes sense. Anyway, now if you go on Kerry Kolak, like he has a YouTube series where every wrestler goes and lit, watches this. Who, a lot of wrestlers come because he teaches stuff that you're like, holy shit, these are amazing techniques. And he had like one fight, uh, MMA fight, against some guy like called like the Stranimal, who has a record of I don't know fourteen and seven or something. But he lost in the first round, and that was it. Wow! But it just didn't translate, you know. And uh, sometimes people who are really good at jujitsu, but it just doesn't translate. And it's not I don't know. It's just it's the way life is. It's like nowadays you just have to be training in all aspects of MMA, like from a very, very young age to be able to compete with the future of the sport. People you know sometimes see my comedy and go, why aren't you fucking more successful? Like, why aren't you here? Why don't you have a Netflix? I don't know. I'm trying. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. A lot of mistakes. I was too dirty. I had management I shouldn't have been with. I, I fucked up certain situations. And I could probably tell you 10 things that I should have, should have done. Maybe not even changing my name was a good idea from Greenberg to Hunter. But whatever. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. But I'm still here. And like I said, you know, when I finally do pop and really pop, people are going to be like, where the fuck did he come from? And they're going to call me an overnight success. Like, oh, oh that's- or, or they're going to say, I only made it because of this. It's like people say, oh, Tiffany Haddish. Only- Dude, I've been working with Tiffany Haddish for 20 years, 15 years. She's been grinding every night, 15 mm-hmm. years, every night. Yeah, I've known, I, I've known her for like five plus years. Like every fucking, uh, some good stages and some bad stages. Tiffany Haddish, I mean, she's earned whatever comes her way. Leslie Jones, same thing. She just got on Saturday Night Live and that made her famous, but she was grinding away. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dr. Ken, before he became, I remember seeing all these guys and, uh, you know, it's not, a, it's not a race and it never really happens when you want it to happen and it never happens necessarily when you're ready. And sometimes you, you hit it before you're ready. Sometimes you hit after you're ready. I think it's better to be overprepared and underprepared. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the case with me. I'm 40 years old almost. And, you know, I look, I make a living doing comedy. I travel the world doing comedy. I make people laugh. I, I'm part of the, 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 you know, the small percentage of people that actually love what they do. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, I've made it. But have I made it to the point where I'm you know, doing 
X amount of money, dollars on X amount of weekends. No. And that's what I want to go for. Have I made movies and TV shows that I've really been proud of? No. I want to do it. But it's all, it's all a grind. That's the good thing about my business. It's never over. It's never over. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as, you, as long as you have a, uh, as long as you keep trying. You got to keep fucking trying. I don't know if I'm talking to you or me. Okay. <laughs> so here I am. We're calling uh, Julian Marquez uh, right now. Uh, I like this dude a lot. Uh, I, he saw me in Kansas City. He brought his grandma, like all his friends. Oh, no. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> hello, is this Julian Marquez? Yeah, what's going on? Well, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Let me uh, yeah, just I'm, put my headset on because I can hear you a little bit better. What was that? I gotta put my headset on. Oh, yeah, put it on, dude. Put it on. Hello? All right, you there? Yeah, so Julian Marquez, uh, 27 years old, from Missouri. Uh, he came and saw me in Vegas. He's over at John Wood. And then I was, I was doing a show in, K- in Kansas City, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna come bring my whole family. His whole family, there was like 50 people. 50, <laughs> he brought 50 Cubans. Uh, his grandma came. I don't think she even spoke any English. Uh, but I told her that I, I like wanted to bang her. And, and he was such a nice guy. I mean, what a fucking nice guy. So he comes and he's like, hey, man, uh, I'm, you know, I'm fighting. I think you were in LFA or I think it was back then. And, and you had you'd won your fight. And I was like, oh, good luck, man. Good luck. Then I see him fucking knock out Cameron Olsen in like a minute. I'm like, oh, there's something to this guy, right? He beat Matt Hamill real quick. Uh, Matt didn't hear it coming. Not bad joke. Okay, so then, then he beat Phil Haas. <laughs> then I see you on the, on the Contender Series. You were going up against a guy. They were hyping the fuck out of this guy. Like He's John Jones' best friend. He's the next John Jones. They train together, this and that. And this dude was putting it on you. And next thing I know, you hit him with a head kick. This dude is still sleeping. He hasn't woke up yet. It was a fucking year and a half ago. Holy shit. What was that like, bro? Yeah. Uh, man, this is the most intense uh, intense feeling, man, because everything just spiraled and opened up from there. Now I'm where I'm at today. I mean, did you see it going down that way? No, not at all. Um, I knew I was going to win. Um, I knew that... I. I knew that my cardio and everything was going to outlast him and my ring experience was going to outlast him. Um, but I just didn't think that when he got tired, he would get up like that. But in the fight, I guess I saw it happening. I just didn't, I didn't plan for it. I mean, when you, when you look over and you see a black guy who's like, who looked like Debo from Friday, uh, was there, were you nervous at all? Was there any part of you going, what the fuck did I get myself into? No, not at all, man. I, I love, I love fighting, and it's fun, man. It, it, it's fun to me, and the bigger and scarier the people are to others, I think they're really not that scary. I think it's just a fun. It's gonna be a fun night. Then your next and fight, you fought Darren. Old it is. Darren Stewart. Another fight, you were the underdog, and uh, you beat up that yeah. dude. Uh, what, 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 what was that like? Man, it was fun. It was, it was different because, like. Um, most people don't really realize, man, like I was training for a totally different guy in a different style to the point when we switched our opponent in like nine days, I just went out there. My first fight of the UFC, I fought like it was my first fight of the UFC. My adrenaline took over and I was just like, forget it, man. We're just going to go at it. I made the best person win. That was awesome. So, that, that was, that was pretty damn awesome. 
Uh, and then you got a fight coming up in uh, July, right? Yeah, July 6th over at the Palms Casino on International Fight Week with Alessio de Jerico. Now, who's this guy? Um, he is the guy at the same card that I fought on. He fought. Um, he ended up getting the knockout of the night, he, or performance bonus. He hit a Wale, a Wale um, with a knee and just folded him over. Um, it was a great, great, uh, it's a great fight he had. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that fight, but uh, he's a good guy. I mean, he's fought, I think, four, four or five times in the UFC. Um, he lost twice, I think, one to Spice Lee and then one to. Uh, I don't think he fought Tiago Santos. I, I don't know for sure, but he's a tough guy. He goes to war. He gets decisions. Um, he brings a fight, man. He's a heavy hitter. Um, he's great cardio, and uh, he definitely, he definitely will bring out the best in me, as well as bring out like the best entertainment wise for fans. Nice, and I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm actually, I'm actually going to be there. I 100% will be there. Now, now, where did you You're grow? Be there. Are you getting- Absolutely. Are you going to do a show the night before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a show in Vegas that week at uh, the whole week at, at the uh, Stratosphere. And then I will be at that fight. I'm going to be at the Palms to, che- to cheer you on, man. 100%. There you go. I like it. I like it. 100%. Now, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, uh, I grew up in a small town called uh, Kearney, Missouri. But my, my dad lives in Gladstone area. But uh, I grew up in the Kansas City area. Just being a little, being a little wrestler, and all you're doing going to wrestling practices ain't nothing else to do up in Missouri. Now, did you, um, did you, uh, your parents from uh, Cuba? Uh, my yeah, my my dad is from Cuba. My mom is from uh, here in the United States. Now, is your dad like a tough Cuban guy? Because Cuban men usually are like hot tempered, take no oh, shit. Dude. Nah, he's not that. I mean, when you look at him, you'll think the you'll think that he is like back in back in school. Whenever we'd have like wrestling tournaments, my dad looked like he was like the mafia. So he'd just stand by the door. He'd have a suit on and his hair slicked back, and he'd just stand by the door with his hands crossed, watching all the wrestling matches. And everybody just thought he was like security, or they thought like he was just like the mafia. That my coaches were afraid to go up to talk to him, and my dad would come up and like stick his hand out and that my coaches would literally flinch because they thought my dad was going to smack him if something happened but he's just shaking their hand but hey thanks for coaching my son oh that's awesome but nah and and, uh it just looks intimidating and what got you into uh, wrestling uh my dad i used to i used to get like little street fights or i wouldn't say street fights i just get fights in the neighborhood and my dad's like look you need something to keep your focus um, on school and to keep your focus and kind of like control your anger. So he threw me in wrestling cause my, uh, my teacher in high school was my wrestling coach or was a wrestling coach. He was like, Hey, just put your son in here. So my dad signed me up. And then ever since that, dude, I fell in love with it. And how did, how did you do in the, uh, how did you, did you uh, place in the, uh, States? Uh, no, man, I, uh, got kicked out of high school my freshman year. Uh, I got kicked off my, uh, sophomore year. They kicked off my junior year, and then my senior year, I made it to state at heavyweight, one weighing 197 pounds. Why did and, you uh, wait? Why did you get kicked off the, out of high school? Your sophomore and junior year. I was just I was a bad kid, man. It was rough. No, but what, what did you, know, you do? Dumb decisions, huh? What did you do? I tried to be smart, man, and tried to like 
tried to be cool and be funny and just get in the teacher's school, like the grades. Like I changed my grades, which was <laughs> stupid, but I got in trouble for it and they kicked me off the wrestling team. Oh. Um, so just from doing that, just each year, man, I just do something even more stupider and just not even think of it. And my senior year, I was like, all right, it's time to, time to relax. Wait, wait, what did you, what did you do the next kid. year? Okay, so you got into the teacher's grades. That was a sophomore year. What did you do your junior year? Uh, our junior year, man, we, um, uh, it was uh, like we hazed the kid, and it was just a terrible feeling. And just got in trouble with the school for hazing because it was a teacher's son. So oh. I got in trouble and just like, oh, you know, I was a bad kid for sure. I learned a lot of, uh, I learned a lot of lessons. And, uh, I mean, it really changed me as an adult growing up. Now, you know, you fucking hate the fact of what you did, but yeah, no, I've done, I never did, got to do, yeah, never got to, never got to experience a full wrestling, you know, experience. That's what kind of like helped me out the most is I would always train wrestling with everybody, but I never get so many competition time and I could, I could roll with the best. And the problem is, is I just never got to show it because I always got trouble and then uh, you're like a coach's worst college, ni- coach's worst nightmare because every year the, the season starts you're like oh we're gonna be great this year, and then like a month into it you're like oh this kid. Oh. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I was the John Jones of my high school. <laughs> <laughs> now we we doing a lot of coke and like banging uh, pregnant chicks is, or no banging pregnant chicks. <laughs> well, That's my job, dude. Yeah. Banging pregnant. Well, banging with his car. I Fuck, guess. No, just always messing up, man. Always messing up somehow just find myself in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'm just like, damn. So did you end up going to college? But yeah, I went to college, went to Missouri Valley, um, for a little bit and then got kicked out. <laughs> and then, uh, for you what? Know, then got kicked out then for fighting. Uh, who did you yeah, fight? So it was just oh, another wrestler. We, I was drunk. Just a dumb decision. I uh, got in a fight with a wrestler who's now a teammate um, in Missouri, Gloria, Gloria MMA and Fitness. I mean, we're good friends. We talk to each other a lot. It's just you're just drunk and you fight on campus. When you fight on campus, it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. You can fight your best friend. I, like, as a wrestler, you grow up beating each other up, and if you got mad at each other, like, it didn't matter. Like, the next day, you're not going to hate each other for life. You just make a dumb decision, but you get in trouble with the uh, – the school and the school finds out you fought on campus that there's no there's a no fight policy. So I got in trouble. And then to be honest, I, I went home and I, I was went home, went to school at Maple Woods, finished out a degree there and during that time I started training again, training MMA to kind of hone down my energy and then this is where I'm at now. Nice. Now when went did you from a shit when did when did you go to Vegas? I moved to Vegas two years ago in March. How come? Um, uh, buddy Dallas Browning lived out here in Vegas, and uh, he had a home. And uh, he asked me to come out and do a camp, and I came out to Syndicate in, like, November. I was doing a camp for Titan FC. Um, we were supposed to be in, like, a December card. I was actually supposed to fight Cameron Olsen at that time. We came out here. I busted my butt on a, a training camp, and the entire card after the training camp was done. I loved the place, but the – the entire card got canceled. It was in uh, December, yeah. 2015, 14, the entire card or yeah, 2014, the entire card was canceled and, uh, fell through. So then I got a Bellator offer, came back to another camp, went, fought Bellator, lost in Bellator. And then just realized like, I can't be home. I can't be in Kansas city 
Um, I, I need to be somewhere else to get hyper-focused. So he presented me with an opportunity. I talked to John Wood, and then I just moved out here two weeks after my Bellator debut. And then came out here, and since then, it's been the best decision of my life. Yeah, no, Syndicate's a great camp. John Wood's a great trainer. Uh, you know, yeah. Mike Pyle's awesome. Um, now, word on the street is that you've been banging Jesse Jess. Is that true? What? Word on the street? Man, that's the wrong word. Oh, no. What I, streets are you walking on? I, I, just, I just made that up. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but she's really hot, so I thought maybe, uh, no. All right, okay, fine. All right, didn't happen. <laughs> Nah, she's dope. She's a little, she's a legit chick. She's yeah. a funny little Aussie, but yeah. Do you that's ha- all you, my friend. Man. No, no, no. no. I'm, 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 I'm married, dude. My, that's I, I couldn't handle I that. I know you. Fuck that. Uh, you linked up. You locked up the marriage like a couple months ago, man. I know. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. man. What about you? You have a, you We're have a, a girlfriend? The best. What about what, what about you? You have, you have a girlfriend? You married? No, don't have none of that. I'm just a single man in Vegas. Oh man, are you still working at uh at uh Top Golf? Top Golf, yeah, man, still working there. I work Friday. I work every weekend, which it kind of sucks because you know sometimes the fights will be happening and I'm sitting there watching, you know, watching whoever's on the screen, and then I get someone who's like, "Can I get a can I get a refill on my Coke?" <laughs> no, no, man, you can't get a refill. Wait till after the wait till the you know the intermission, please. We, Wait till the period's over. I'm thirsty. <laughs> All right. That's so, hilarious. I never get to watch them. That's hilarious. When are you guys gonna come up? When are you guys gonna come up and hang out with us at Top Golf? I would love to come. Are you kidding? I, I, I don't even play golf, but I would definitely go. Uh, I'll definitely be there in like in uh, July. I think the MMA awards are that week, and then um, and then I'm doing uh doing shows. I'm going to the fights. It's, it's gonna be a great week. I'm gonna I'm gonna come support you. So let's do it. So do you have your career mapped out? Like, do you have, like, a, a three-fight goal to get to the title or a five-fight goal? Or Fuck no. I don't have nothing mapped out, man. I, I, like, there's no – I have three fights on my contract. This would be – this is my second fight on my contract. Once I finish out this contract, then pretty much I'm just going to go for the gold, man. I'll just jump in and, you know, jump in head first. Like, I don't really care who I fight. I don't care who's in the lineup, man. I'm just going for it all because, I mean, no matter what, everyone's tough in a fight. doesn't matter if you fight, you know, the best in the world or if you fight somebody that doesn't have a ranking. They're still a tough fight. So I'm just going in there, going to build my brand, build my name, build my comfortability, and the next thing you know, I'm going to be sitting there fighting for the belt, holding it in the air. Letting everyone know I did it. I, I believe it, man. You hit so hard, and you're good. You're good everywhere, um, and you got good training. You're focused. Uh, you don't do drugs, right? Or just most drugs? No, no. I gave that up. Really? What uh, drugs were you doing? Uh, say what? What drugs were you doing? Yo, we. You know, everybody smokes or smoke weed. That's it. <laughs> and you, you gave that up? Uh, yeah, I quit. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. Nice. I had to. Yeah, you got Man, it. Man, it's, it's, I mean, everybody else can. I just, I, I you know, there's people that, people can drink. They can fight and drink. They can smoke weed and drink. They can smoke weed and talk to people. That's fine. If I smoke, man, it's, I just do, 
I'm too into my own head, man. I contemplate every little decision that I've ever created. So that's why there's no, yeah. there's no need for any of that. Did you get that night that you won the uh, contender? Did you get any uh, ass, any uh, chicks? <laughs> oh, it's a fun night for sure, man. It was a fun night. It was a fun. It's been a fun ride for sure. And then in Canada, when you when you were in Canada, come on, you, Canadian girls are the best. Canadians, I mean, they love you. They definitely love you, and they love beards. Oh man, um, that's one thing. Even the guys are coming up to me. Can I touch your beard? I'm like, no, dude. Like, what is going on? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, that's Julia very, Marquez, man. Uh, there are people out there that they all of a sudden become really big and they stop talking to me. Okay, uh, you better not be that person. All right. Uh, I'll come to your show during fight week. Well, I mean, if you have one after fight week, you got to let me get my fight in. I don't think I can. I could show up into a bar cutting weight. No, I'll do it after. Don't yeah, worry. I have a show till Sunday. Till Sunday night. So I think you shot your fights on Friday. Yeah. One one thousand percent. Let's do it. I, I support you. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're you're a great humble guy. Keep getting pussy, and uh, good work, man. I will. Good work. Thank you, brother. You guys have a good one. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, that's Julian Marquez. That's cool, dude. Oh, the coolest. So I got, I got like a list of 10 new fights that have been made. Since the podcast started? <laughs> no, oh. over the course of like the past week. Let's hear about it. All right, we'll go over them. First one is Clay Guida versus Bobby Green for UFC Ooh, 225. Good fight. I think uh, I like Clay in that fight. I don't think Bobby can deal with Clay's pressure. Up next, we got Yancey Medeiros versus Mike Perry. Oh, tough fight for Yancey, but I think he's going to get the win. Yancey's got to just avoid that right hand. Yeah. Take it to the ground. That's for UFC 226. Be smart. Be smart. You can't get into war with Mike Perry. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. I just want to duke it out, which is entertaining to watch. Oh, this for the is the fans. best. Yeah, of course. This one I'm kind of nervous for. Uriah Hall versus Paulo Costa. Ooh. That giant Brazilian dude who looks like Superman. Oh, the guy that beat uh, Hendricks? Not that guy. That, oh, that guy. Yeah. Fuck. I, think I, <laughs> I got Uriah Hall. Fuck it. Uriah Hall. As long as he's not at the club two days before. <laughs> All right. Uh, David Taymor, who's a savage, versus Dom Don Madge. I don't, I don't know, know who that is. Either of those guys, so I'm picking... David uh, Taymor, he beat... Um, oh, he's the guy that wanted to fight Cody Garbrandt, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, beat or, Lando Venata. Yeah. He's, oh, I like he's good, dude. Yeah, I like Taymor in that fight. I, I don't know John Vadge. Me neither. Vadge. <laughs> uh, Stefan Struve versus Marcin Tybura. Oh, I hope Struve wins. I hope Struve wins. Tavera's pretty good, though, but he looked terrible against Arlovsky. I, I got Struve. All right. I'll probably go with Shoop again, To Kat Zinganu versus Marion Renault. Oh, oh, I like both these girls. Kat came to my show. Uh, and Marion called and in Marianne's the podcast. Marion's a friend of mine. She Ooh, called the uh, podcast. Yeah, she's a, she's a friend of the podcast. Uh, I don't know who. I think they're both good fighters. Uh, man, Kat did not look that great in her last fight, but she fought, fought a savage. It's a good-ass matchup, Marianne's dude. Marion's looking better. Mm. I mean, she, she, tapped, she tapped Sarah McMahon. But uh, they're both hot. <laughs> That's the big deciding Both factor. Sexy. <laughs> I think if I was gonna, if I was a single man, whoever said yes first wins uh, in that one. I would, I would try for either of them. So I it'd think, be a draw. Uh, I think in this, uh, I don't know. It's a hard one to pick. Who, who? I, I'm gonna lie to each of them and say that I got them if I get them on the podcast. Just don't say it. In, don't say it on the podcast. No, yeah, you can tell me after. Thank you. I got Marion in that one. Okay. I think we're gonna have Cat on next week. I'll tell her. <laughs> oh, this one is this the big one right here? Let's hear it. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. Ooh, 
Ooh, by the way, uh, Lewis says he, he 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 wants to fight uh, Greg Hardy. He said he he uh, he enjoys beating up wife beaters. That's, that's what he told TMZ. <laughs> I love Derek Lewis. So I, I like Engano in this fight. I think Engano's gonna really. I do. Well, I think Lewis is. I don't know. I think Engano's. I mean, look how good he was looking before that 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 Stipe fight. And Lewis is no Stipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that Engano hits harder, as hard as Lewis hits. And I sat cage side when. Lewis was fighting and he hits fucking hard. Kind of hits harder. He's a better athlete. He's got better cardio. Uh, Lewis fades. He kind of quit in that one fight against Mark Hunt. I got Ngano. This is also a three round fight. This is for yeah. UFC 226. Yeah. I'm excited for that fight. Whew, I have no idea what's going to happen. That's dude. like, holy shit. And then like, also for UFC 226 might be the best card of the year. What is it? Tell me. Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Ooh, wow. Fuck, that's a good fight. I don't know. Uh, that, I'm picking Holloway because he's a friend. He's, a, he's a, in my phone. But after Ortega's last fight against Edgar, I mean Jesus. But I like um, I like Holloway. I like him too. All right, is that it? There's two more. This is the most recent ones. All right, let's hear it. Volcan Ozdemir versus Shogun Hua. Ooh, uh, Volcan. Volcan. And then the last one, the most recent fight made is Glover Tasharia versus Ayer Latifi. Glover to share versus Latifi. Um, Glover. Uh, Latifi just shows up sometimes. And other times he doesn't. Glover always shows I like Glover. He looked great in his last fight, too. I like Glover in that fight. Latifi, did, he, he choked out Ovens in a standing guillotine, right? He did look really good, but that's another guy who, like, you never know what OSP you're going to get. I'll go with Latifi. That's it, though. All right. So what do you have coming up? I got some good things in the works for Wean Dog, the Wean Dog Nation. Everybody, yeah. I want everybody to right now to go to the Wean Dog Nation Facebook group on yeah. Facebook. Go follow me on Twitter, Instagram at the Wean Dog. Go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Wean Dog. I'm streaming the UFC 3 video game a lot. Nice. And that's it, dude. Okay, listen, people. If you're on Amazon, if you buy stuff off Amazon, which I know you all do, go to adamhunter.com first. There's two Amazon banners. Click on that. Then buy whatever you want, okay? I, it helps me, helps the podcast. Also, pick up an MMA Roasted versus Everybody t-shirt. I've been getting them. People have been ordering them left and right. And I have to go to the post office. And I don't mind it. I love spreading the love. And then post a picture of it, and I'll, I'll, I'll retweet you wearing it. Uh, the, the kid that I sent it over last week. Yes, yeah, so a lot of them. I, I just got one to uh, um, uh, this other dude who always makes fun of my, my forehead. <laughs> Every single time I go on Periscope or Instagram, <laughs> he actually ordered a shirt, that little fucker. But his nose is like, he, he, could, like, he can inhale all Jones's cocaine from another room. That's how fucking <laughs> big his fucking nose is. Uh, but he's a good kid. He happens to be a good kid. Uh, and he just, he, he just ordered one. Uh, Jero, Jero, Jero Espinosa. See, I, I will, I'll even give you a call out. Love you, Jared. All right, love you too, Jero. All right, so, Jero? Uh, this week I'm in Harvey's, Portland, Oregon. This um, Thursday to Sunday. Next month, next, and then uh, May 3rd to the uh, 6th, I'm in Naples, Florida, off the Hook Comedy Club, and in Minneapolis, May 9th to the 13th, Minneapolis, um, and then I am in, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to be at, and then I'm in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, June 27th to the 29th, or to the 31st, actually, uh, and then I'm at the Stratosphere the following in July, uh, July... First to July eighth, Stratosphere in Las Vegas. That's uh, during UFC Fight Week. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Nick Lentz, Julian Marquez. Thank you, Wean Dog. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>